nostalgia, memories, growing up in Central Florida in the 1990s. What a bunch of sappy crap. It's the Sappy Crap Podcast. Starring Steve Bauman and Jarman Day. Welcome to the Seppy Crap Podcast, where the names are changed, but the stories are real. I'm Jarman. And I'm Steve. That's right. The stories are real, at least how our brains have stored them. At this point, they are just legends of the past. <laughs> legends of the past. And today, we're going to be talking about an interesting topic. We're talking about uh, the toys that made us, the toys that we grew up with. Isn't that right, right, Steve? So take a stumbly walk with us as we jump rope <laughs> down memory lane. Yes. That's a toy, right? A jump rope, I guess. Yeah, it's a technically technically a toy. Yeah. yeah. You can use it for anything because that becomes like a gate or a trap for your parents or whatever. <laughs> Absolutely. Whatever you That's want what it to be. That's what does with her jump rope. She sets up little traps for us. Oh, good. So you almost die. <laughs> <laughs> Nearly. And sometimes while holding the baby. Oh, even better. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so I guess toys will be a multi-generational subject for us because now that you have kids, like you're true. introducing about that, toys really. into your children as well. That's right. So what do you what do you remember is like your first toys or the ones you played with the most? I mean, the biggest thing in my mind, I don't know if it was this way with you because this might be before we actually met each other at age, what, eight or something when we met each we, other? We, we met at 10. 10, okay. Um, action figures. Like they were my entire childhood. Oh, yeah. I was obsessed. And the thing is, I think it might have shown a forecast of me being an actor and, and loving theater like both of us do where I it was a play like I took my action figures. Oh, yeah. Scenarios and the different oh, locations yeah. and the narrative. Like there was something there was always a story. There was a bad guy. There was a good guy. Um, my sister will tell the story this day that I always used her Barbies to play with my action figures because they were either saving Barbie or. Oh, yeah. You need to like at that time, think Mario and, and all the archetypes we were seeing at that time were like, you go and you save the lady. Yeah, that was what we were, you know, shoved into our brains from culture. You go back to the castle and you rub feet. <laughs> that's what they do, right? We don't yeah, know what they right. do. I know uh, what we do back in the castle. But the coolest thing was, I have to say, uh, I, I collected action figures, but I didn't have very many. My, you know, my parents weren't incredibly well off back then. Um, so what? What I. I was friends with this girl named Alessandra who lived down the street from me um, in the house that I lived in where Casey Anthony lived in my neighborhood. If you know that strange wow. murder case, she was a friend of mine from school, actually, Casey Anthony. Um, but uh, this friend, Alessandra, that lived on the street, we hang out all the time um, and she had tons of action figures. Um, and one day, I think her mom actually said, my mom explained this to me early, later on in life. I didn't know this would happen at the time, but her, her mom was upset that her daughter was collecting so many action figures and she thought she wasn't being feminine enough. So she told Alessandra, you have to give those away that you can't have those anymore. You need to be more of a girl. And it was really upsetting that, that later on in life, hearing about this. But for me as a kid, I was very happy because I got all of her action figures. Yeah. <laughs> so I got this giant bucket of Ninja Turtle action figures. And she had the also the um their underground lair, <laughs> like the the sewer setup. Like it's like I have the stage. Ninja you get womanhood, I'm gonna go have a laser battle. <laughs> pew, get him, Donatello. Pew, pew, pew. Yes. And but basically I had there's so many. She had collectible ones, ones that were themed. She had um a clown Michelangelo. She had a detective uh, Donatello, like always ones that were like specialized, and I had 
hundreds of them. Um, not hundreds. It was. It felt like hundreds, but it was like it was, it was like a, seven, maybe nine. <laughs> no, it was basically uh, take all the action figures out of a package, fill them in the, into a bucket about the size of your torso. That's how many I had. It was literally a ton. All right, all right. Uh, so I had um, Rocksteady, Bebop. I had uh, three different kinds of Shredder. I had Splinter. I had all these different things. So I was elated and i think afterwards we didn't hang out that much and i was just hanging out with my action figures at that point it was just you playing with your toys yes her her getting pushed into dresses probably (laughs) poor alessandra wherever you are alessandra i feel for you and i hope that you're living a happy life now um you have all the action figures you want (laughs) it's right i had tmnt action figures as well you did i remember i had some of the specialized ones but the thing is i wasn't allowed to have gi joes oh or like war toys or toy guns, really. Every now and then I'd get like a laser gun, as long as it didn't look that much like a gun. I feel like the same thing happened to me. My mom was the same way. She hated guns. I didn't have any guns or, or G.I. Joes at all. But because of that, I had tons of TMNT and kind of the weirder action figures because I didn't get G.I. Joes. Yeah, I think G.I. Joes were more popular right before our time anyway. Hand-me-downs like, from my brother and Transformer uh, hand-me-downs from my brother, for that matter. Because he's 10 years older? Yeah. Yeah, so he was prime age for G.I. Joe's. Oh, yeah. Prime age for G.I. Joe, Transformers, all that stuff, that whole. So because of that, those are the, some of the toys I had early were, were his hand-me-down uh, Masters of the Universe yes. toys. Wait. I had one that had a thing that you opened in the back, I think, and you put a ring of caps in it. Oh. And then you turned it, and that like loaded it, and then you squeeze its legs or something, and the torso would rotate, and a cap would go off. Yes. So it sounded like it exploded when he punched. That was in the um, the toys that made us about He-Man and the Master of the Universe uh, mm-hmm. toys. I, I, I had that one. I had the, the ones that were um, – I had He-Man, I had Skeletor, and I had two of Skeletor's minion guys. And the cool thing that He-Man and Skeletor had was a chest plate that if you hit the chest plate with another action figure, like with their fist – the chest plate would move and be more damaged. Um, ah. Yeah. Do you remember any of this? No. Oh, uh, and and the the um. So basically, I had three little settings. So it would look normal, and then you hit it, and it'd be a little more damaged. You hit it again, it'd be even more damaged. And then also the two minion guys from Skeletor, their necks would twirl upwards if you if you twisted their legs a certain direction. Ah. <laughs> but those toys are worth so much now. But I I actually gave them away recently. Just gave them to the freaking uh, goodwill. Because there was, but they were in such bad shape. That was the thing. That's it's true. like condition's I, a big part of it. Yeah, like I figured no one would buy them for anything, anyways. But I wish I would have kept them on the shelf. I don't know why I got rid of them. I was in a very giving away mood at that point. I want to get rid of everything and minimalize. But I got rid of all my Ninja Turtles. I got rid of all my He Man figures, and I wish I hadn't at this point. Um, but I did. Uh, Do you still have any of them? No, no way. Well, you had the fire and everything too. Yeah, so. the fire took care of most of that. If for audiences don't know, tell us about the fire again one more time. Oh, when my family moved from Florida to Seattle, the I think it was like the warehouse that was housing our moving vehicle caught fire and ours and two or three other family stuff went up in flames. So all of Steve's childhood belongings, basically, that most things, most things. Yeah. Anything I didn't take to camp or send in like a very important thing box with my dad. It's crazy. Yeah. That's <laughs> so sad. And those were probably some fine. of your some of your brother's things too, probably that were there as well. Maybe mom might have made him clean that crap out though. I can't remember. <laughs> but so action figures were a big deal for you as well. Action figures big big deal. Same thing, telling stories and yeah. scenarios and taking one guy from one universe and putting him against a guy in it from a different universe. Oh yeah, 
We're making our crossover um, comic books with, in our imaginations right there that's with right. action figures. Uh, and then so, sort of a different kind of toy, and this sort of fits into a category of toys, like hobby toys. Mm. Uh, I went through a big yo-yo phase. Oh, I, I went there with you, I think. Yeah, I had butterfly one. I had one with springs in it and shit. Because you and did that, I actually had my mom purchase me this video of an instructor teaching you how to use a yo-yo. <laughs> that's right. So I still had that VHS tape somewhere of this guy, this really nerdy dude teaching you how to use a yo-yo. <laughs> and I can do, I could probably right now do th- three to five tricks. You were good at it back then. Nerdy. I remember that. I, I was okay. I never did anything advanced in any real way. Well, you were better than um, any kid we knew. Like you were, that's tr- that's you were the right. best yo-yoer we had. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Whatever that says. <laughs> Uh, you got laid a lot. And then, <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's right. Up and down, baby. Oh, God. That's uh, terrible. The devil sticks. Do you remember these things? Two, oh, two yeah. Two sticks, one big stick. And like I had those, but I never got anywhere. Past, that was like, popular for a while moves. where you slap oh, them up God. and down. Like, and yeah, that was weird. And then you swirl it and like catch it and spin it and shit. And then the same <laughs> thing, similar to the Diabolo, which is the big yo-yo thing. I don't remember that. Oh, yeah. You switch two it between. Two sticks with strings. And yes. Then you have, like, a, and that I got, once again, two moves into. You throw it up in the air these, and stuff and like catch it. Yeah, but I could never get to like that next anything with any of that. <laughs> master, jack of all trades, master of nothing. Master of nothing. <laughs> <laughs> At all. <laughs> Not even close. Do you have anything that fits in that category? I mean, you had yo-yos. Well, yeah, yo-yos. But I think um, uh, one thing was cool. My mom or someone got me for Christmas one time was a uh, wood burning kit. Ooh. And the idea was you get these blocks of wood for your kid while they're from Home Depot. And they're old enough to be aware that the top of this device was very hot. Don't touch that to your skin. But you can burn images into wood. And basically, it's like a uh, like a almost looks like a, a, a tattoo set. But basically, it's the top of it. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? But the yeah, top it's like a branding set. Yeah, go on. Yeah, branding. But the top of it's like almost like a pen point. But you plug it in and it gets very hot. And it's yeah. metal and you burn into the wood and you can put your name and stuff and that kind of thing. Um, so that was something I did, but also, I mean, along that same lines is Legos because it's say something you're crafting and oh, yeah. Legos was a, I didn't get a lot of Lego sets as a kid. I had an erector set, which is also pretty fun. Um, and my biggest Lego thing was my parents, uh, my mom, and my stepdad initially were renting out their office space from this guy who was very wealthy, but he was British and they were immigration attorneys. So they became pretty close friends with him. And but he was very wealthy and he owned this entire office park that they had their their office in. And so he had a son about my age. So one day they had us go over there. I guess they were having dinner or something, but they had me play with his son while he was having dinner. They lived in a mansion and I went. He had his own Lego room in this house. So I was like, what? And he says, come on in. And so I go into his Lego room and I see just a room full of Lego sets, Legos everywhere. It's just a whole bedroom devoted just to his Legos. Wow. And I was like, my jaw fell to the ground. I'm like, oh, please, I want everything in here. <laughs> and I remember going over to play with one of his Legos. And he's like, no, 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 don't touch that. They're organized by color. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> so he was like, we were like seven years old, but he had organized things by color in that room. So props to him for that. That's pretty you know, advanced, but <laughs> yeah, I remember I had a good, a good collection of Legos and now Joyce has Lego. She's big enough for the old, she's old enough for the, the, the little ones, like the regular ones. Oh yeah. Like the basic sets. And they have the bigger ones that are for bigger, for smaller kids. Like they have the big, big yeah, yeah. she's graduated from those. She's on the real stuff. Oh, nice. And my parents found like 
20 bags worth at a garage sale and sent them to us. So we've been doling out bag by a time to our, nice. to our daughter. And what's funny is that uh, Steve and I are part of a um, a a text chain, a text what do you call it, a text group, a text thread, uh, text thread. Thank you, uh, of nerdy guys who are around our age or even a little bit older, and they're all like buying Lego sets and stuff like this these days. You know, like, oh yeah, and like crazy Lego sets too. For oh, that super expensive, like you know the five hundred dollar Death Star and things like that. <laughs> so. Yes. Which I would totally buy if I had the expendable income to buy those things, but I, I don't. So I'm not doing that quite yet. It's, it's okay. Two of those guys are having kids soon and their fun's going to be over. So <laughs> That's very true. Can't have Legos anymore because the kid's going to eat them. So what other toys do you have memories of when growing up? So this is, so I'm not going to say a toy, but I'm going to dare you to find something else we played with more. Mm. The video camera. Yes. I, I thought about that while preparing for this episode. So German and I growing up, and I think it probably started in about sixth or seventh grade, started making movies. Mm-hmm. And you, I had, you had a camera and then we used mine for a while. And then we had a couple, we had like a year without one. And then you got that nice one. The fancy one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and we made videos just for fun. We made music videos. We did a lot of projects. We got out of doing a lot of schoolwork. Oh my God. When teachers said, we would ask the teacher like, could we do this as a video? It was early enough back then where they were still like surprised by that. They're like, I, I, yeah, I, I guess. But nowadays, like they hear that probably every single day because that's just what they expect. You have your yeah. phones. But, but back the then, time, yeah. yeah, teachers were so excited that some kid wanted to show any initiative and do anything even remotely <laughs> different yes. that most of the time they would let us turn like instead of doing a poster board, we would do a two minute video. And kids were starting to get phones and stuff, but no phones had like video cameras on them. That was not real. Not ones. heard of. No, no. Maybe some cameras, but no video. Yeah. Um, and we made up stories. The one that comes to mind is uh, a a two or three parter called Kabuki man. Oh yeah. That was actually the death of the camera. <laughs> yes. At uh, one point while filming Kabuki man, which is a long part series with our friend, um, who's Tony, Tony, whose parents were from Hong Kong. So we actually had a person of color doing that part, not being cultural appropriation, even back then. Um, he was the, the Kung Fu guy who would basically do things in the videos, but while filming him interacting with Steven, I fall into Steven's pool. And so the camera goes with me. <laughs> German. So German took a step back. It was just one leg. It's not like he walked flat into the pool. Your foot just didn't land and you stepped down. And your reaction was just you, you like shot put the camera. Oh, yeah. That's right. Like you were just trying to keep it away from the water. Like that in your gut, that was like <laughs> the one thing you could mentally manage just throw it as far throw- as possible and i remember it got <laughs> stuck on night vision <laughs> that's right and it was stuck on night vision till the day it died yeah so we, uh, we could we still, still use it, it but it was stuck on night vision <laughs> we did and we did use it oh and by the way that night vision on that camera was recalled because they found out that you could see through people's clothing with oh, the absolutely. night vision so you could see like the vague outline if they weren't wearing you know any underclothing you could see like people's bodies behind between their clothes so yeah that was uh, an interesting camera <laughs> that w- was recalled later on wow but yeah we played we played with that camera a ton yeah and i will say that the big thing for steve and i because we met when we were 10 as we discussed earlier is that we didn't play with a lot of toys going forward 
from 10 years on onward because we had video games and movies and a video camera and there was a lot of toys going on. Like and we had sleepovers and stuff, but it was all video games, movies. And I think going forward activities, sometimes a board game, sometimes a board game, but not even really like now I think you and I are more into board game type things than we were even back then. And I remember there were some, uh, a lot of card games that we would play at, at sleepovers. Do you remember mm. camps? Yes, I do remember that. Vaguely. You got to make like secret signals and oh uh, yeah, clutch four of something and kibitz in and you know. <laughs> and one thing I, I one toy I will say I was incredibly excited about when I got it for Christmas one year was the Talk Boy. Do you remember? I remember this? that. Yeah, I remember that thing. It was featured in Home Alone Two. Yes, in Home Alone Two, you see um uh Kevin using it basically you were it was like a, it sticks out a microphone at the top and it's a tape recorder that you can hold in your hand like a, like a gun almost I'm Michael McAllister <laughs> the father so you can record things you can play things slowly it was very innovative of its time and I I got a talk boy and I was so excited I don't know what happened to that thing it is gone it's I don't know what happened to it but it was a wonderful toy it went in the trash at some point <laughs> Maybe I used it too much. That's where it went. And along that same lines of tapes, I did have a Teddy Ruxpin at some point, which is a now famous toy. You still had that when I first met you. Okay. It was still like tucked into a corner of your room somewhere at 10. Yeah. And that's something like you, there's a tape inside of him who plays things that Teddy Ruxpin says, but his mouth would move to what he was saying. Or when he was speaking, at least. Yeah. Very odd and kind of creepy looking back, but it was something I had. He's my magical friend, my friend Teddy Rockspin. <laughs> Look up the commercial. That is that is the jingle. It exists. And something else I had for a long time was a uh, actually Big Bird toy, um, okay. which you pull the string and it would say things. Uh, Big Bird. I'm Big Bird. Because yeah, since thing. I was a little tiny kid, I love Big Bird. I didn't watch a lot of Sesame Street, actually, but I just love Follow That Bird, that movie. I had on a VHS cassette. I played all the time. And so I had this big bird forever and it was in my room, even up to the point where I was probably in middle school. But then my sister, who was in high school at that point, she let a candle um, burn down too far in her room when she fell asleep and it set her boom box on fire that was underneath the candle and our whole house caught fire. And so I had to, everyone ran out of the house and they forgot that I was inside of the house. And so they all had to run back in and get me out. But what I remember so much about this experience was that this this is a big bird that had been with me for so long was covered in soot. It was just covered in this this dark soot from the fire, but it wasn't destroyed. So I remember my mom got professionally cleaned, like a dry cleaner. They can clean like um, stuffed animals and that kind of thing. And so he was saved. And he, I think he's in some chest somewhere that my mom is saved. But that toy <laughs> nice. has been through a lot. That toy, big bird, has been through a lot. <laughs> he's seen some stuff. He's seen some things. Um, any other toys that you remember being any toys you remember being jealous of that other kids had when you're growing up? Not particularly, because typically when I would get jealous and then I'd eventually get the thing, I'd realize how crappy it was. So you eventually <laughs> learn that lesson. <laughs> That's true. Like I remember my, my buddy Joe had this laser tag thing and I was like, oh, I want a laser tag thing. So I asked for it for Christmas, knowing it was like the one big thing I would be getting. Mm. And I got it. And it took so many batteries. There were screws and stuff. It, you could, it was like a 20, 25 foot range at most. And the batteries were just constantly out. And there were like 32 of them. It took to run the whole set. Oh, God. 
Right. It was like six batteries for the chest pack and then four for each gun. And there's four guns and four chest packs. So it weighs 100 pounds. <laughs> right. um, so I, I think, I, you know, you learn that lesson a few times as a kid before you're like, ah, no, nah, I'm not wasting Christmas presents on something I don't believe in. And that was what I felt about Crossfire. Remember the commercials for Crossfire? Crossfire, you get caught up in the Crossfire. 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 <laughs> I just remember the really enthusiastic kid at the end. I think he had like knuckle gloves on. He goes, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Such a 90s commercial. Crossfire. And I always wished I had that game, but like I never asked for it for Christmas, but I was just like hoping that one of my friends had it. I never played uh, it once. My buddy Joe also had that game. <laughs> did he? <laughs> he did. I kid you not. Uh, oh and also i this is one of my earlier memories of toys is that i was always jealous of the kids who had those like not go-karts but bef- pre-go-karts kind of like the little cars that could actually you could drive around in oh, what are they the, called they had a name hot wheels power yeah. wheels power wheels power wheels go, go power wheels big wheel dump truck <laughs> yeah because <laughs> you could sit in it and you could actually drive around like you're in a car and i was like i always wish i had that i never did <laughs> But I think some, my dad looked at that and went, you're too big guy. It's I'm not going not gonna to work. <laughs> it's not going to work the way you're thinking, Steve. <laughs> but one thing I did have was a uh, red wagon. Uh, is that what it's called? Radio flyer? Red, red, radio, radio, flyer. radio flyer. I had a radio flyer growing up. And something my sister and I, before we hate each other, we, we love to do. Because <laughs> we love each other <laughs> That's now. Fair. But That's fair. We went through the phase of love, love, love. And then uh, teenage angst. We hate each other. And then now we love each other again. Um but back when we were little kids, we loved each other, and we were, went around with our radio flyer, and we'd go through people's trash to find cool stuff that, that people were throwing away <laughs> that we wanted to take with us. You were like Dickensian <laughs> street urchins. Hello, can I have some of your trash, please? And then we got to go see Big Mick the Fence to sell some of this copper wire. Oh, he'll buy anything. He'll buy anything, literally. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we would uh, pick up things in the trash and come back to the house. And something that Ashley, Ashley, my sister, and I would do is um, my parents would be off at work and we'd still be home. We'd be home from school and they weren't home yet. So we'd turn all the lights out and we'd play boxcar children, pretending that we were home in the boxcar. Little homeless children living in the woods. Yeah. And we'd turn the lights out. We'd, we'd light a candle or put on one like a flashlight or something and play board games in the dark. And we called it little boxcar children. <laughs> my, play- okay. So funny story just popped in my mind. <laughs> one of my first theater experiences ever uh, was my dad at probably seven or eight took me to a community theater performance of a musical version of the boxcar kids, the boxcar children. Oh, okay. And I still remember like little snippets of songs and stuff. And I can't really remember if it was good, but I think that's, that literally might be one the, my first actual theater experience. Oh, wow. It was the boxcar children. Yeah. Not just a boxcar, but our home, our home, <laughs> which is really not. sad. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's such a sad story in reality. <laughs> yeah. Like homeless children. I think we read the books. This is why we knew what that even yeah. was. Yeah. They were like required reading in school. That's what it was. Yeah. One toy experience that's burned in my mind, which is a bad toy experience. Oh, no. Well, it's before I, I knew anything about sex whatsoever. I was probably, it's before I met you, is I, I was at Hidden Oaks where, uh, you know, Casey Anthony went to school. Um, but anyways. Uh, Man. <laughs> there are a lot of memories there, but there was um, a kid had a a um, Spider-Man action figure. I'll never forget that. I don't remember who the other action figure was, but he had Spider-Man humping the other action figure. And I was like, what are you doing? 
Like, why, why, why are you having Spider-Man do that? And he's like, he's humping him. I'm like, what does that mean? And I remember this kid explaining to me what humping means and why this Spider-Man was humping the other action figure. And I was like, but that image of that little kid is burned in my mind of this kid using Spider-Man and humping this other action figure. It's a funny school store, schoolyard story similar to that. Mm-hmm. I think it was, it had to be third or fourth grade. I was still going to Herbert Hoover Elementary in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Oh, goodness. And there were what we called the tall, the tall trees, where basically there were these three huge oak trees in one corner of the schoolyard that you could kind of go. And that's where like nonsense happened and like fighting and wrestling. And like anytime there was something scandalous going on, it was going over by the big trees. <laughs> gotcha. Uh, and so I remember coming out one day and this kid had something in his backpack Everyone was gathering around, so I knew it was good. And he pulled out <laughs> like a Playboy or something. Oh, gotcha. And he was showing it. I couldn't really get a good look. And then a teacher was like, break it up out there. So we all dispersed. He put it away. And I was like, I didn't get to see it. And he's like, I'll show you next recess because it was like Friday. And we got two recesses on Fridays. So oh, like, nice. Yeah. And so I was that next recess. I like rushed out there and like a, a teacher had nabbed him and someone had told <laughs> And I did not get to see the booby magazine. No, <laughs> I was so mad. <laughs> That's upsetting. Second recess was not the same. <laughs> which was just funny. This is not related, but kind of related to what you just said. Uh, a friend of ours um, in middle school, we'll call him uh, O'Reilly, but I think mm-hmm. you know who I'm talking about. He, sure. uh, uh, he saw us looking at some kind of Playboy magazine that I think Tony and I had gotten, uh, my friend Tony. Uh, so, and, and he saw us looking at this magazine and said, guys, that's really disrespectful to women. You shouldn't be looking at that magazine. And I felt kind of guilty. I'm like, oh, shoot, maybe he's right. Like, this is bad. We shouldn't be looking at this Playboy magazine. It's just, it's not appropriate in school and for women. So later on, fast forward 20 years. He's now the manager of like uh, burlesque clubs <laughs> so, and strip clubs. Oh, how the times change! So like, uh, and 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 quite the womanizer, I would say. <laughs> and that magazine was the start of it all. Yeah, but he was the one judging us for looking at a simple Playboy when, in fact, he had a bright future ahead of him of interesting behavior. <laughs> oh man! So I think that brings us to the end. That's right. Number another memory filled episode of the Savvy Crap Podcast. Lots of memories, absolutely. Uh, we don't know where to next time, but please uh, come back again and listen to whatever we have to offer next time. And thanks for joining us in this delightful stumble down memory lane. And never forget the good old days weren't always that good. This podcast was brought to you by a play on nerds. <laughs>